This episode of Auto Dealer Live was brought to you by True Car. Turn on that radio and back here. The cops ain't likely to catch up with us, not tonight. So we can all be quiet and peaceable and listen to the music. What up, man? You ever, you ever have a lot of, like a peppermint, like a real spicy peppermint, and it ends up making you sneeze? You know what I'm talking about? Because the peppermintiness. Um, have you ever had that happen? No. Really? I mean, well, I mean, you ever had an Altoid and the major sneeze? Anyone I mean, over there, you guys? I've had an Altoid. Well, first of all, like all peppermints, fairly. You mean like spicy? You don't mean like habanero like, pepper? Or like no, no, like scorpion like pepper pungent. spicy. Here's the deal, because I have one. I've, um, if you I mean sneeze, minty. It's minty. minty and, yeah, but. You don't know? Is anyone? Okay, if you know what I'm talking about, how about your hashtag all day live? I know what time he's talking about with the peppermint, and it gets to your nose and makes you sneeze. Well, God bless you. I haven't sneezed yet, but thank you. I accept that. I received that. Thank you. So what's up, y'all? It's Thursday. It's 3.30. And it's time for Auto Dealer Live, baby. We're here in the house, and we're excited. We have an outstanding show today. It is... Um, it's outstanding, Tommy. It's 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 an incredible show mm-hmm. with an mm-hmm. incredible mm-hmm. group of guests. Yes, and I too think many of which to name. <laughs> too many of which. Matter of fact, we named. That's why we called the show Overflow. It's too many. It's like when the um, uh, like when it rains a lot, like two oh, weeks yeah, ago, geez. and my pool overflowed. There you go. Good Couldn't job. hold any more water. It, it, and, oh, actually, you know it's funny. Uh, it was been raining a lot, but then ironically, right before it rained, my my pool. I live on the, on the water on the lake, and, and it evaporates to the water. We have a fountain and things like that. So my pool guy is like, you know, you constantly got to add water. You need to keep it up to this level. So I put the hose in one afternoon, and I forgot it was on. Oh, yeah, I woke up. And, until that uh, water bill comes. You're like, jeez, look at this water bill. Like, what the heck happened? No, the heck I, have happened? A, I, have, I have a land, so I have a well, but that wasn't the case. Oh. I, I woke up, and the water was literally pouring in to the uh, overflow. Thank God for a drain, or I would have. Uh, it might have went into the house or something, but... Hey, man, we have an outstanding show today. We only have one minute before we have to go uh, move on because we have yes. so many people on today. They, they, the, the thing they decided to cut, cut was you and I. That's a good <laughs> yeah, call, yeah. guys. Yeah, good one. Quality. Raises for all of you. Yes. You, you, you. <laughs> and, I, you know, this is the first show without Monster Mike. Arnold had uh, tweeted that just a minute ago. Yes, we... We, God rest his soul. We should do like a little. I go- saw Monster Mike last night, man. We he, should do like a little montage to Monster Mike, like slow motion, like sad. Hey, like you know Sarah what? McLachlan. We should. You know what we should do that. You guys, what you do? Honestly, just you know, just basically unplug everything and make the, the show. The show. I'm just kidding. My, uh, Mike's watching. Probably. Aww. I'm just kidding, Mike. There's no pin, nobody to throw a pin at. There's no one to. You know what, man? I'm a little depressed. We can't reach because the big. There's TV two people, but there's I a big monitor in front of us. I'll be honest, I don't. Uh, look how neat, well. look how neat Mikey's hair looks, man. On the uh, Where? right there, you know, look how neat his hair looks. That's on the how it looks head. in real life, too. It does, it does. It's, it's pretty, does. It's pretty well coiffed, well coiffed. 
Huh? Very quaffy hair. Well, sometimes it's messy, but yeah, sometimes. Yeah. I mean, for the most part, he, he can pull it off. He's got that hair you can do. It. He, got, <clears throat> he got that good hair. He got the good hair. People had thought he had Indian in his family. <laughs> hey, listen, we're starting something new this week, and since uh, you're doing it, um, Tommy's going to be doing this, and so uh, I'll announce it. We, uh, we, we want to, we, and we're going to take just a second. Normally, we're just going to jump into it, but we are starting something called Slash Tags. I said it right. <laughs> Not Ash. Slash Tags. Slash Tags. Yeah. What is Slash Tags? Slash Tags is you. You want to get on the radio show? You want your tweets read by this man right here, which you're getting ready to see in a minute? Yes. Then you use the hashtag AutoDealerLive and the hashtag Slash tags. Yes. I'll say it again. Yes. Hashtag auto dealer live and hashtag slash tags. Then your tweet may just be outrageous yeah. enough, mean enough, funny enough, pithy enough. Pithy. Yes. You know, you have a pithy comment. Uh, and that's a, that's the thing. It's it's purely entertainment for entertainment's sake. Make it, you know, don't be douchey to everybody. Yeah. You know, don't, don't call out people. But it's going to be. And we want people to we'll get call involved. Them out. Call them out if you want no, to. I guess. I mean, doesn't mean it's I mean, going to get don't red, do I guess. it. Don't do it just to get red. I mean, yeah. Right. But, yes, we'll it's for entertainment purposes. So, so let's, 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 let's ramp that up so that we well, have some good ones to read next week. Yeah. Well, he, well, yeah. Ramp. Oh, I'm sorry. I thought you were. So, hey, listen. Slash Tags is sponsored by Automate. And you want to check this out. It's actually Auto-mate. pretty cool. Automate. Automate. Amen. Let's go. Slash Tags. What's up, ADL fam? It's Tommy Elwell here with a new segment we're doing on Audio Live Weekly. This is what we call Slash Tags. So let's get started with the tags. Basically, it's going to be me reading some of the tweets that were notable from the week prior to the last few weeks. All right, so let's go with the first one we have was Sean Long at Synergy Click. I seen at IPD Mail kill three men with a pen. A freaking pen. Similar to like this pen, maybe, perhaps. Uh, Steve Stawning, at Steve Stawning, at All of Your Live. I remember when at Tommy Elwell used to try to beat up Popeye. That's a Bluto reference, I assume. Funny. All right. Chris Spear, at Chris Spear 1. If you're afraid of losing your job to someone you promote, you don't belong in that position. You tell him, Chris. Stacy W. Ellison, at Stacy Ellison 44. When did we stop helping people in this industry? That's what she'd like to know, and I'd like to know that too. When did we stop helping our, our people, right? Uh, Mr. Ed Brooks at Velocity Sales. Is at Jim Ziegler going to speak at the Women in Automotive Conference? When <laughs> Ed Brooks at Velocity Sales. Is at Jim Ziegler going to speak at the Women in Automotive Conference? And will he start every sentence with woman? <laughs> hashtag Auto Deal Live. So that's just a few guys. Keep them coming. Actually, what we're going to start doing. So hashtag Auto Deal Live. Also, hashtag slash tags. We'll be able to pull it. And uh, who knows? Maybe you'll get on the show next week. See you next time. Slash tag. All right, we're back, and that was slash tags. You want to get on there? You know what to do, and we'll pick. We'll do the rest. You just do what you got to do. do. We'll what do the rest. Do. We'll do you. Hey, so let's give. Let's okay. Hashtag all of your life. So your questions, comments today. Also, um, are we gonna? We're not gonna have time for calls today, huh? Uh, we may. You know what? Hey, just listen. Here's the deal. Call in eight one three five seven four eighteen twenty, and uh, if we listen, we would.
plug for digital dealer uh i love digital dealer we're there but we have uh our digital dealer showcase today and we have individuals that are going to be part of this year's 21st uh digital dealer conference um, earlier this year in orlando it was incredible and i'm assuming that this will be no different um and uh, we have uh, multiple individuals that are going to be bringing keynotes as well as workshops on today so we'll be bringing them on and off the first group of panelists the next up is uh, founder of PCG Companies, an author and a keynote speaker, Brian Posh. We have president and owner, president of Owner Connect, Joni Stuker, and founder and CEO of Cruise Control, Kathy Cruz. Some are going to be Skyped and some are going to be on, us, uh, on audio. I think Brian's going to be catching a flight here to Atlanta, so I think he's going to be running through the airport. I wish we had video <laughs> of that. And uh, guys, I want to thank you for joining us, and I uh, know you guys are thank all you. over the country. You're extremely busy. So I want to give you as much time as possible. And uh, Brian, just in case we might go over and have to lose, you know, a few minutes or something happens and you got a board, I want to start with you. And, uh, you know, the panel you guys are doing um, is, is, I think, is so needed. Um, you know, it's in, in the title, is, it's fairly, fairly long here, but a substance, it's substantive. It says, how to measure if your digital advertising dollars are working to sell more cars and service. And I think that's really what it's all about. You know, we, we talk about digital marketing, Brian, all the time. I mean, it's, it's, we have experts on and, and individuals are always saying, hey, this idea is great. But what I like about what you guys are going to discuss at Digital Dealer in Vegas is, is it working? You know, because I think that dealers are, are they, they, I don't know, car business, man, don't they, don't we just pretty much try anything once? Isn't that isn't that the given? I mean, we we try something one time, but if it works, we will stick with it. I mean, is that fair? Yeah, I think that as dealers are moving more of their budget, um, I don't think they're spending enough time setting expectations. So what's happening is uh, promises made, and there's not a discussion on how they're going to measure it. So what ends up happening is dealers get in this cycle of keeping a vendor for six, nine, 12 months, firing them, hiring the next guy, hiring and firing, hiring and firing. And when you really ask the general managers um, what's happening, they're saying, well, I don't really think I'm getting a good ROI. Mm-hmm. And when I ask them, what does that mean to you? They, they really don't have an answer. And what Kathy, Joni, and I are, are gonna discuss is some ways, whether it's social media or Google AdWords, or your video marketing strategy, even your BDC sales process, how do you measure if your investments are really helping you sell more cars? Hmm. And, and that's really the key. I mean, uh, J- Kathy, let me, let me go to you really quick because Brian hit on ROI. And, you know, we all understand what this word is, but, I mean, in my experience in the car business, um, you know, a lot of people, especially upper management, might demand an ROI or they may say, hey, I, I want to know what you did. But dealers, a lot of times, if you ask them, don't know what they did. So they say, hey, I spent X amount of dollars. And, and when you say, well, how many cars did you move off of that? I don't know. But I had a really good weekend. <laughs> you know, so, I mean, ROI is a big deal. And I think they're starting to get savvy. And they're starting to figure it out because advertising, uh, advertising dollars have shrunk. 
and, and they're becoming more cognizant. So in your advice, Kathy, I mean, why, why, what do you feel is, is the most important thing that a dealer can look at when measuring the ROI? I know you're a big uh, proponent of, uh, of key indicators, and, and won't you talk a little bit about that? Kathy? I see her. We see Kathy. Kathy, you don't see us? <laughs> I see Kathy. Stop ignoring us. Kathy is there. Take her picture off the screen because I don't think she's there. You go. <laughs> so Kathy, we'll get back to her in a second. She was, she's on video. And Joni, let me ask you that. I mean, Joni's paying attention. Joni, you with us, Can you hear us, Kathy? <laughs> Kathy can't hear us. You're going to have to get, she's, she, she's. All right. So totally we're going to work on getting Kathy's audio in. We see her so we know who she's with us. Um, Brian, let me, let me throw that to you because I'm going to ask Joni something uh, regarding BDC, uh, kind of a twist on this. But, I mean, it, I know you guys are you're a big proponents of, of key indicators, and I know Kathy is as well. Uh, you know, we had a prep call, you know, um, a, a month ago or so discussing some things for the panel, and you guys were really heavy on these key indicator points. And touch a little bit on that, and maybe we can get Kathy to weigh on, in on that in a minute as well. Sure, because um – Number one, dealers get confused on attribution. Is it the first engagement that brought someone to the website, or is it the last? You know, mm -hmm. today, dealers should be savvy enough that most of their advertising is multi-touch. So number one, um, we need to be aware that looking at any one source or vendor's reports isn't the whole picture. Number two, we need to look at engagement. Because only about 10% of all website traffic, paid website traffic, converts to a phone call or a lead. Mm -hmm. And so if 90% of our paid traffic isn't disclosing themselves with a typical phone call or lead, how do we measure if those other 90% of the visitors are the right people with the right message, with the right landing page? And we're going to be talking at Digital Dealer about new forms of measurement that include engagement. How did the consumer engage with the website? Did they play a video? Did they scroll through a photo gallery? Did they engage with some of the plugins? These are some of the new thoughts we'll be sharing at Digital Dealer to help progressive dealers get more from their ad dollars. That's awesome. Okay, so, so thank you, Brian, for, for describing that. And I think Kathy's back with us, too. Kathy, are you with us? She's with us in, she uh, she's with with us us. in so, spirit and in well, listen, on video. <laughs> I am not sure. I am not sure. So we're, we're going to move on. Let me ask um, Let me ask Joni this. Joni, I mean, because I know you're a BDC trainer, and, you know, people people would look at this and, and, and think that, you know, and I know when you were on the phone call, that's your wheelhouse. That's your lane. But, you know, today's BDC, today's Internet department, I mean, it's really today's customer. So when, when dealers are looking to spend advertising dollars, and, and again, you know, I think that the accountability is, uh, some, I told somebody once that, that dealers are like NFL coaches. You know, I mean, they're, they're, they stay within the industry, but their jobs are a lot of times on the line. It's always about this month. I mean, it's just a really unique business. We all know that. So looking at that, their advertising dollars are becoming so – watched you know and so when it when it, and when it comes to digital it's it's such a large landscape that you know they know they need it but what do i do so really today's customer is centered and completely focused around their advertising budget which is a lot digital so talk a little bit about that when it comes to their internet and their bdc and how important it is to transition that customer in the door 
Well, I mean, let's face it, and of course, you you said in the beginning, I mean, the BDC is my lifeline of, you know, it's my baby forever and ever, and it is everything to us that in dealerships today, this is a center point, and and I know you said BDC slash internet departments, but part of what we're going to talk about on this panel is how we can really maximize every digital dollar, every digital opportunity, but also to move beyond that where stores are effectively saying, hey, if my internet lead um, goes into to maybe what is more of a, a dormant process, how can I still make revenue immediately from that and diversify into other departments in my dealership setting? I mean, there's a baseline reality and things that we're going to share where I, there are stores that are growing 40, 50% by following an effective, powerful BDC digital process. So those are the things we're going to uncover because let's face it, there's an awful lot of BDCs that are stagnant and they're really not a BDC at all. So we need to be able to identify how and why and make sure that the people that are in that audience can walk away with the ability to have that type of growth. That's good. That's good. And Kathy, if you are with us, just uh, just just chime in and say I'm here. But um, and uh, the uh, she's trying. Huh? She's trying to get back. On. She's trying. Yeah. And uh, so, Brian, I mean, what's the you know, in this in this age with the BDC and how the Internet Department, obviously, you know, this is whole debate going back and forth. And we don't want to really get into that where, you know, where people go, hey, do it. You know, it, it, the old school, the, the floor traffic. Hello. Versus, hey, Kathy, you're on. We hey. see. Hey, well, Hi, Kathy. I'm going to give you a shot Hi. to weigh Hi. in really quick, Kathy. We've been talking about, I think, something that you're very um, not only fond of, but it's it's one of the key topics that you are hitting on, which is the key indicators. And, and Brian touched a little bit on it. Um, and uh, But let's jump to you really quick and get you to weigh in on, you know, the importance of and how, how I guess, key indicators when it comes to digital marketing. We were talking a lot about ROI and uh, what works and how to determine that. Can you maybe jump in and uh, and give your experience and your opinion on how important key indicators are when it comes to dealers spending money and, and, and whether to start or stop spending? Uh, I'm always a fan of spending right. So, uh, in fact, it's funny because uh, it's been a, a common thread in the conversations I've been having with clients and just people in the industry about taking a look at what you're spending on and identifying is it really paying off. And um, I think, yeah, the key, key, you know, key performance indicators that, that I always look at, well, first, you know, I'm a big strategy person. That's really what I try to hammer home is have a strategy first. And in order to, uh, to have a strategy first, you need to have some goals. And those goals would be like, what do you want to achieve? So in the social space where I spend most of my time, um, you, you know, you're going to want to have um, a, the goals that you want, say, for Facebook or for social would be uh, growing a community. Can you grow your likes and grow a community? Uh, do you have a time frame on that? What, what how, you know, measure what you're growing by. Uh, then reach and engagement, also big factors in being uh, a uh, – in having not only just uh, influence with your own community, but also through the e each platform and having the algorithms notice you by, by having more engagement. Mm -hmm. And then using, um, actually then, then finally, like another goal of course is getting leads and, and ultimately sales. And in order to get leads, then there's some, some social advertising, Facebook ads that need to be supplemented to increase your engagement and then to actually drive leads from uh, Facebook to a landing page on your website. So those would be some of the examples of 
of um, actually KPIs that I there's a, a few more, a mm-hmm. lot more actually, but uh, those those three are the the main ones that I talk about all the time. Hey Brian, we had a uh, we had uh, Ed Brooks had tweeted actually tweeted a quote from you. It says, "What Google Analytics will not show you is what the consumer was doing during their 30 plus day online research for a car. Google will not tell you which 18 plus websites a consumer visited prior to searching the dealership name." And clicking on a search engine results page, that's that was your quote, correct? That was you that said that. He attributed it to you. Yeah, the, the you know Google Analytics only shows the behavior uh, that a consumer takes on your website and where that came from. And so, if if a consumer, um, for example, is on Cars.com and sees a car. Uh, that you're advertising, and and let's just say that the name of the dealership is clear on that photo. They may open up a second window, type in the dealership's name, go to that website to see if that dealer still has that vehicle, still leaving Cars.com open. Mm-hmm. Um, even though Cars.com influenced that search, it appears from Google Analytics to be um, an organic search on the dealership's name which the dealer could take credit for, say, well, that's my radio campaign or that's my billboard campaign. So without having a enterprise analytics across multiple uh, platforms, really we're only getting a partial view of the influence that our advertising has. And so it's not a perfect world yet, um, but there are some things that will share a digital dealer to actually look at um, what we can see and know if it seems to be operating effectively. Yeah, we don't. I mean, I know Brian that you you've got a wealth of, of information and you talk a lot about today's. And I don't want to get you. We only have a couple of minutes, and I, I don't want to get you into it too much. But you talk a lot about what today's desk log, you know, should be and is, and in your opinion. And so, um, I, I highly recommend you know dealers uh, that are interested in knowing if their dollars are being spent right to uh, not only obviously attend digital dealer but attend this keynote panel because you guys have a wealth of information and what you're going to find you're not going to find a lot of hype my experience with the three of you you're going to find a lot of content you're going to find help and that's i think what someone's looking for i don't think they're looking to get motivated or they're looking for hype they're looking to find out what's working and get something served to them that's real so kathy i'll start with you and and we have a couple of minutes and o'brien has to catch a flight here before we uh, go to our next panel but give us a couple of minutes each of you and just leave the listeners with what they can expect, what you hope they will get and receive out of your panel at Digital Dealer in a nutshell. Kathy Cruz, we'll start with you. And thank you, by the way, for being with us. Sure, anytime. Uh, happy to be here. Um, what they'll expect is my hope would be that they would go back to their store and actually uh, identify what they're spending their money on first and you know, ask the question, what is this getting me, getting true you know, ROI. And, you know, everybody talks about it and a lot of people think that you can't really fully uh, establish it, especially when it comes to social media, but you definitely can. And uh, I think that, uh, and then like Brian was saying, definitely looking at your analytics, seeing how people are behaving on your site. And uh, Google Analytics is um, great for that, but there's also a lot of other tools that uh, we can talk about that will track behavior. Um, and really, yeah, it's, um, you know, I come from business and um, having, you know, been an executive manager and 
we always rely on our gut to tell us what's what to do but That's right. um and the, the gut is still there but but the data is so valuable and you'd be surprised at what you can find out when you look at the data and look and compare to what you're spending hmm. Joni stuker yeah okay uh I, I think you touched on it real quick, and then we then we went over to something else. But we're going to get into things like the debate of BDC, yes or no. I think that's absolutely crazy because BDC is really what we need every day, which is phone support. So even if you have sales associates and they're excellent and they love the phone, you still need phone support. But at the end of the day, what they're going to learn is really how to set clear expectations with regards to phone support, how to identify and measure a truly effective BDC, and how to identify success. So I look forward to people joining us, and we'll unlock that mystery. Awesome. And Brian, you want to have the last word here, sir? Sure. I'm excited to give attendees some clear, a clear list of KPIs and ranges um, <coughs> to just start inspecting their investments. Also, a couple quick techniques uh, that they can use in analytics to inspect quality. And uh, we'll also be sharing some tools. Uh, Kathy mentioned it. There's a great company called Orby that recently shared with me their data study on click fraud. And uh, we'll be sharing some startling news that some dealers could be buying advertising traffic that's really just automated bots. And uh, so it's a really mm -hmm. important workshop to attend, especially for dealers who are spending tens of thousands of dollars a month and are not 100% locked in on what's working. Hmm. Outstanding, guys. I know it went quick, and uh, thank you guys for taking time out of your busy schedule. We are excited to see you guys in less than, a, I guess, right around a month, and um, and uh, look forward to look forward to sitting in and, and uh, learning. Wow. Actually, I look forward to uh, moderating, but uh, I know that the audience is looking forward to uh, to gathering more information from what you guys have to say. So, thank you. All right, thank you. All right, have a wonderful Thanks. weekend. Thanks, guys. Okay. Mm. Bye, bye. Thanks. Panel number one down what do you say cj romick said that was probably the longest panel without the mention of the word training training there yes. you go arnold there you go all right so we're moving along all right so the next up after this break don't go anywhere don't go anywhere and yeah. uh, <clears throat> ezra if you could turn down my ears dave just made my ears bleed <laughs> well, thank that? you that hurt the next up is my ears bleeding and the next up is also segment two of panel <laughs> three <laughs> segment two <laughs> The next we don't have a name. We have to name every friggin' thing. No, because the title. Say, are... Hey, the, the next next panel is the flippity flam flum panel segment two or segment <laughs> two, if you will. Yeah, right. Hey, what? Do you, I don't know what you're throwing up hand signals. What I'm are telling those? you. Are you to, I'm, game? I'm telling you just to. Uh, They're gonna cut hush, our so I can cut you. Please, thank go you. Ahead. Appreciate it. Right, Peace out. We're going to we'll commercials. Right don't go thank anywhere, you guys. Don't, don't go anywhere. anywhere. With rising competition and shrinking profit margins. You need every resource available to help you succeed. TrueCar has the ability to be the most powerful tool in your arsenal. Go with the pros who know. Your dealership wouldn't trust its vehicles in the hands of an uncertified technician. So why trust its finances with accounting firms that don't know your business? Rosenfield & Company knows the automotive industry and has been serving dealerships like yours for over 20 years. We take pride in helping our clients grow from single point stores
to some of the largest dealer groups in the country. We are more than just your accountants. Our team can guide you through mergers and acquisitions, operational reviews, succession planning, and more. Visit us on the web for more information at www.rosenfieldandco.com. Jason Rice from Lapop, and let me tell you what we do to help dealerships increase used car sales 20 to 30 percent in gross and volume. Three areas we focus on, trend reports, we look at weekly trends that no one else is trending to make adjustments on our inventory. Two is we do weekly review calls to review those trends, but also we dig through every car that needs to be price adjusted to increase the searches. And three, we do a virtual lot walk, make sure every car is standing tall in line and make sure we don't have bad photos like these. Check out our website, lotpop.com our blog at AutomotiveRevolution.com and our weekly video tips at IncreasedTurn.com. Thanks. Hello, I'm Alan Ram, president and founder of Alan Ram's Proactive Training Solutions. Let's face it, good managers are defined not by what they do when they have a showroom full of customers, but more by what they do when there are no customers in the showroom. In 2015, whether you like it or not, the car business is all about conversion of opportunities and driving traffic. All those great closers and desk people are not doing you a whole lot of good if your dealership is not converting effectively on the telephone and internet. As an owner or dealer, when you see five salespeople standing by the front door doing nothing, don't kid yourself, your dealership is not being effectively managed. Management by Fire is a two and a half day intensive course conducted entirely by me that teaches managers how to effectively manage in today's automotive industry. Simple processes for driving high quality traffic. For more information on upcoming events, please call my team at 866-996-4665. Once again, 866-996-4665. Thank you. Service Group has over 40 years of experience empowering dealerships to grow profits, develop personnel, and provide their customers with a high level of service. We offer high quality products, world-class servicing, and innovative training and technology. Meet our team, first class trainers, the best account managers, and an executive team that's second to none. This is your Service Group team. We look forward to giving your people the power to I'm excited about the future of TrueCar, and I hope you are too. As we evolve our product and service, we'll keep listening to dealers and making even more enhancements based on your ongoing feedback. It's flippity flam flum panel number two. It's so funny because he counted you down. He's like three, two, one. Just when he got to one, you're like, <laughs> <laughs> yes.
I don't know, because there's something funny about the countdown. No, you were just trying to. We take ourselves so seriously here, you know? Somebody told me once when you're taking a picture, like my wife and I do this now, we kind of laugh. Somebody told me he used to work for me. He was a journalist. You're supposed to do that, and then you do. No. He said when you take a picture right before they count you, hey, ready? One, two, three, cheat. Like one, two, three, go. (laughs) (laughs) You laugh a little bit and you chuckle. It makes you. And my wife and I actually do that to this day. When we stand next to each other, somebody takes a picture, we're like. (laughs) And then when I hear her do it or she hears me, it it makes the fake laugh, like kind of go. <laughs> you do shit laughing at her. He's, I pinch he my butt. That guy, you know, you kind of just do that. When my when we take a picture, when my, I take a picture of my wife. We I pinch her butt. All right, that's for me. That's not, it has nothing to do with what she does in the picture. Okay. That's only for me. My wife's right. got a fantastic fanny. Okay. Well. Okay. What? Right. I, I have limited. I have limited contribution. This 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 show. I'm trying to add some content. <sighs> just everybody relax. Okay. It's my wife. I'm married. God bless you. Thank you. So here's what we're going to talk about. We're talking about you. Uh huh. Oh, okay, sorry guys, we're on. Yes, we are on. My, my wife. What did she say? She said that wasn't on. your wife. That was, honey, are you on the phone? <laughs> did you call in? No, I know you didn't. You're at the beach. God love you. All right, so we got Matt Lasco. The next up. The next up. Where That's why the, you don't uh, contribute. That's why I don't. because you because you don't say the right things. The next up. The, I we already did the, the next, next up. I'm sorry. Up. Go ahead. The next up is we're talking about our opening <laughs> keynote panel and digital dealer. 21 mm. 2-1 we got dave villa maybe you've heard of him at ipd mail right here we got matt lasco maybe you've heard of him he's heard of you if you haven't heard of him we got lisa copeland the trifecta we have this this is going to be this is your opening panel for digital dealer ladies and gentlemen we're talking about i'll give let me get the title right we're talking about how to set the stage for change and win the buy-in what it's you a think? big deal man what's up matt and lisa how are you what's up guys Hey, hey, great, how are you? Hey, Matt. Hey, you know what, man? I think they, I don't know. Matt's, Matt's hair's getting longer. Matt, you're still growing the hair out. Good for you, buddy. When yeah, I, I'm fighting shaving it, but, you know, the white teeth keeps winning this. <laughs> oh, I know it. Yeah, I know it. Look at this, what I got going on here. Hey, you know, Matt, I think they stuck Lisa on the stage with us, man, to bring the fire because she is a fireball. You know what I mean? Well, you know, I the, the wind is up in part is call, call Lisa and David like I did. Get them to team up, and then everyone buys in because you guys are so credible. Oh, come on. You're the dealer now. Lisa, hey, listen. Lisa, Lisa <laughs> is... is, is it, that for Lisa's not even a car dealer anymore. I know, man. Matt, you're the, you're the guy that's, you know, you're the you guy graduated. that's freaking slaying it. I mean, you know, you are, man. You are. I mean, it's just face it. You are. You're, you know. So, so guys, you, go ahead, Tommy. I was just going to say, why don't you tell us a little bit about what this is going to look like for the folks out there? Because there's going to be a lot of people attending that are watching. And at the end of the day, we want to, you know, they want to be on time for. I want to make it about these these guys because w- when this this title, you know, we we, we came up, you know, this together because I, I can't think of two other people seriously, and I do business with a lot of people and, and know a lot of people in this industry. Two people that when the word change and getting buy in for change come up, I would say that you're you're talking to with Matt Lasco and Lisa Copeland two of the uh, leading individuals in the auto industry when it comes to that. I mean, um, and so, I mean, it's a shoe-in. I mean, if, if Matt, it's I mean. The changes he's brought to that dealership, and it went from what? You get you guys were moving, 80 what, 80 cars? cars like five years ago, and now you're well over 350. Is that accurate? You tell us, Matt. Yeah, guys- we're, uh, and, and, and the nice part about it is it's not just the car sales of it. It's the culture, the, the experience for the client, uh, the employee satisfaction. There's a ton to actually converting and making those changes. And 
Uh, I'll tell you just a quick hint of why I kind of bought into this conversation and, and, and like the idea of the keynote topic. I was sitting, my, my father, uh, I, I'll, I'll call him out, he's a 70-year-old car guy, right? So um, we're sitting and talking, and the, the, what he noticed and what he's watched my brother and I go through and, and the changes in our company, the changes in the, the, the way we do business now come so much faster than as he came through the industry. Mm-hmm. And I think that's why this topic is really something everyone's got to listen to, because in his eyes, remember, he's, he's around Jay and I, so he sees from the distance rather than us in the trenches. Where we would see auto financing in the 70s to the 80s to 90s go from 36 months to 48 months to 60 months or whatever it may be, those took five and 10-year changes. Now it's six to 18 months, and you can see our whole industry flip. So you really do have to be very agile and have reason to chase the change because I feel like there's some more really big changes coming over the next 24 months. And if you don't know how to see it and then also know how to implement it, you're not going to be able to keep up with our industry. You know, Lisa, Lisa, Matt just, you know, said, said something I think that really speaks to the entire core of what we're talking about. And, you know, and Tommy was mentioning the, the sales, but I mean, the sales follow my philosophy is sales follow excellence and they follow you know, a leader and, and a group that is that is leading change, that is, you know, shaping change. And of course, Matt's doing that. You you do that and did that all through your automotive career, uh, and even your outside of automotive career. But I mean, how important is culture with what Matt was saying to change? I mean, we're talking about getting buy-in, and and, yeah. and that's a huge thing in the auto business. I think it's a void. Yeah, it is, and thanks, David. So, you know, Matt was one of the first people that I interviewed for my culture blog because, you know, I've always said it, it isn't what you sell, it's what you stand for as an organization. So, like, you, know, you can sell anything. Cars are commodities, but your organization and your team has to be bought into the mission of the organization. And then, like, you know, the car is almost second, right? Mm-hmm. And so if you've got a totally engaged workforce, which I know Matt does, um, you know, you can be selling anything, Fords or Chevys or, or Toyotas. It doesn't matter because consumers buy from us, and it's super hard in today's auto industry to get an engaged workforce. And I think that that's a huge testament, like, to Matt's leadership um, in the fact that people believe in the leader, and then everyone follows the leader. And I think that's what I want to put out so much to the auto industry. There are just so many things I could have done when I sold the dealership, but I knew for our industry to continue to move forward – we had to help build really engaged workforces mm-hmm. because without the teams that are out every day on the lot, taking the ups, talking to the people and selling the cars, the auto industry is never going to move forward. Hmm. Matt, you know, um, I, just a couple just something, because I know so much about some of the, you know, specificity. That's a big word. You're pretty word. impressed. Good specificity word. of how you've changed. And, and so that's why David's on stage, everybody. Yeah, that's why he's doing like seven <laughs> keynotes and 14 no, moderate. I'll be honest you? with you. I got a little nervous when I, get, when I got ready to say that word. I'm like, I'm going to say a word. First of all, can I say it? Yes. Secondly, is it a word? But you know what? I think it worked out. <laughs> it was good. In context. Good job. Yes. So specificity of what you do. And, and Matt, one of the things that came to my mind when Lisa was just talking you know, in knowing some of some of the intimate, you know, changes that you've made there at the dealership over the years, you know, sometimes people would hear us talk about change and, and growth and think these guys got it together and like, hey, you know what, everybody's hung with them and man, they must have have a, gr- they, you know, wow, they've gotten guys and, and gals that have started with them five, six, seven years ago and they're all the same people. I mean, doesn't change sometimes require us to 
literally get rid of some things that stand in the way. In other words, change is not always, you know, the easy route. It's not always the easy road. I mean, there are some people that you weren't able to bring with you. With Is that a, is that a good way to say it? That wouldn't maybe yeah. adapt. Well, well, the perfect key up for one of the, uh, I'll give you a hint of part of the things I want to talk about is you, you, when you decide you want to change, first you personally as that business owner or leader really have to decide, are you able to live to the change you're trying to make? And then you do have to really sit back and analyze all your staff and employees and make sure that the people that are there are capable of running it with your new vision. So then you can sell them on the vision, see if they have that, that desire to work that way. But if they don't, sometimes it's a mutual shake of hands. They aren't going to conform to what you need, so they won't succeed in their role. So both of you are better off shaking hands so that you can go on to your future plans, and they'll do business the way they've done business somewhere else, but it just didn't fit your model. That is a very hard point uh, as any business owner to shake hands with some you might like someone that served you for a long time, but if they can't go to the next step with you, mm-hmm. you're going to be held back, and so will they, to be honest. And, and we had to make a couple of those very hard decisions in the past 18, 24 months, David. In the long run, change is scary, but in most cases, it's always for the better. That's good. Awesome. So what do you have to say about that? How do we, how do we, how do we, are you, are we, are we keeping everything kind of uh, close to the vest for the, for the keynote for the most part? Yeah. yeah. I mean, listen, these guys are professionals and, and, and Lisa and Matt both, and, and they're good. They could literally get up. It's not good. I say this because again, I know who I'm on stage with and, and I know what they bring that they don't need even, this is not going to be like a 12 points in a poem kind of thing, you know, like, Hey, do this and that. These are, this is going to be energetic. It's going to be motivational. It's going to be full of content, and it's going to – I personally feel like it's going to challenge you to change. And it's coming from a place of – Lisa, it's coming from a place of, I would say, failing in purpose. I mean, you know, I don't know about you, but, I mean, I know you because you've, we've talked about it. But, I mean, you've, you've gotten to where you are because you have, you have <sighs> made mistakes, gotten back up, and kept going. I mean, the, the change is in you. I mean, is that a fair – I mean, is that a fair assumption? <laughs> I think – that's my you know, take on you. Well, thank you, David. I think it's a pretty fair assumption considering to all the listeners that I was a fiat dealer, for God's sake. So even during the best of times, you know, um, it was harder than uh, being a Toyota dealer, for sure. And so, yeah, did we make some mistakes and all the above? But I'll tell you, I have the most amazing team in the country, and I'm forever grateful that I was their leader. But I think the one thing that kept us moving forward is that we all believed in the common goal and the common mission, and that was to revolutionize the auto industry. And then along the way, we sold a bunch of cars and we broke some world records and all the above. But it was never about selling cars. It was about the mission. It was about having fun. And it was about revolutionizing the auto industry. And I think that those are the things that we're going to bring to the stage at Digital Dealer. Outstanding. Well, I can't hey, David, wait. Yes, sir. I want to touch something because I know you don't have a lot of time for each panel. But for, for those of you who are listening, if you're planning on a digital dealer, so they were very kind and spoke highly of me as a car person. But I will tell you something. I'm, I'm very open to change. In order to change, you have to, to, to see what's going on. I will tell you, I, I hear the excuse from tons of people, with not just the auto industry, everybody that's a leader or an owner, of, man, you can't get a millennial to work harder. You can't get a money to do this. Well, I've watched David and his team, and I know we had her previous sales team. Both of which were a huge ratio of millennials that produced outstanding results. And 
what I would say is that listening and learning from them, I and you will be able to understand that the baby boomers, they weren't perfect either back, you know, when they were coming into the workforce and people didn't know how to do, do business or sell a car to them. Well, the millennials are that same future, and they can be wonderful staff. They just, they're motivated different. Their goals are different. Their desires are different. And I assume we'll touch some, some things on that, on how you can get yourself to buy into a millennial and making them an employee. And in my case, it's helped us a ton. Over 50% of our sales staff would be millennials, and they are my longest-lasting, highest CSI, most engaging staff that I have, and we're going to continue to grow on it. So I will say that, folks, these two going on the stage next to me, I've learned from and you can learn a ton from when it comes to embracing the change of what our industry and all industries are going to be coming into. And Matt, um, you know, I want to jump into that real quick in the fact that when we broke the world sales record, not one person on my team had ever sold cars before. But what they truly believed that what they did every day, every day mattered, right? They totally believed that what they did every day matters. And what they believed is that we were the anti-car dealer and that they were out to break a world sales record so that they could show the entire industry that you don't have to be the traditional car salesperson to... Um, you know, to, to, to ring the bell. And I think that those are the things that we will discuss at Digital Dealer. And so um, that's what I love about your organization, Matt. Now, awesome. and if, I could, if, if I've ever got to have to get a sales job again, I'll call you, no doubt about <laughs> it. But, um, you know, right. And so I think that those are things that we will discuss at Digital Dealer for sure. Yeah, awesome. I well, guys, I can't wait, and uh, I wish there, I only wish there were a way to talk and take notes at the same time. So I'm going to have someone doing it for me to definitely uh, pick up what you guys are saying. So thank you guys for uh, for coming on today. Again, I know you're always busy, and uh, you're 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 at two different places. Uh, you know, I think t Lisa, well, you're in Texas, unless you're traveling, and Matt, you're up in Michigan. So thanks for joining us, and uh, you guys have a great right. rest of this month. And I'll see you in a few weeks. All right, thanks, thanks everybody. Bye, Matt. Thanks, All right, guys. bye, Matt. Thanks for catching up, Tommy. Take a great one. And, uh, <laughs> yes, sir. All right, Matt, take care. All right, y'all take care. You too. Well, moving right along, we're going to be bringing on. So, uh, <clears throat> man, I, I'm very excited. I got me excited. Like, uh, those guys, you I'm know, those cats, those, that's, not, that's not fake. You know what I mean? That's not, that's not for show. That stuff is in, embedded in y'all. Yeah. You know what I mean? That's ingrained. Just give us a thumbs up, Lewis, when we're ready for uh, our next guest on. And uh, so give me the thumbs up. We'll just keep talking. So, um, hey, real quick, uh, we advertised, and uh, just so you we just so you know that um, uh, where we are with this, and we are ecstatic to uh, to have this this change as well. But uh, Grant Cardone um, is uh, not going to be on today. He's actually uh, traveling and uh, has been flying today. So Jared Glant is vice president of sales, which Jared has uh, been on the show several times. Also a good friend of mine is going to be on the show representing uh, Grant in his keynote. But Grant is scheduled. Um, uh, we scheduled, we rescheduled him for the 28th of this month. So he's going to also come on. Not only will we have Jared today, uh, which is going to be bringing the heat from Miami down in Grant Cardone's office, but we also have Grant Cardone coming on for 25 minutes. We're going to have Grant by himself with you and I. We're going to get a chance to interview him prior to Digital Dealer, but also I want to talk to Grant about um, about you know some uh, some I want to ask him some specific sales questions as well. So he will be coming on the 28th of this so mark month. Mark your calendars. That's going to be the show of the month. It's going to be a great show. So we're yeah. going to have a great time. But without further ado, the next up on Auto Dealer Live here to talk to us a little bit about 
um, what uh, Grant will be talking about. Grant's going to be uh, Grant Cardone. Everyone knows who Grant is. Um, uh, he, he's a, he's one of the best, if not the best, uh, sales trainers around. Um, he is a phenomenal speaker. I love what he's talking about uh, this this go round because Grant is an. I mean, he's a world class sales trainer. I mean, he's a world class salesperson. And and then he, he and where I think a trainer comes in is he knows how to help other people become really good at sales. Uh, Grant is going to be speaking um, in uh, on uh, max. Listen to this: building a world class sales team and maximizing retention. Come on, dealers! Maximizing retention, profits, and crushing the competition. If that doesn't it, listen, if that doesn't stir your soul, man, your spoon's falling out of your bowl. I mean, I said it yesterday in the promo. I mean, it's like it's, it's falling out and it splashed milk up on your beard. Yes, your beard, my beard. So, without yeah. further ado, the next up is uh, Jared Glant, Vice President of Sales, uh, down with Grant Cardone and Cardone Enterprises, and and uh, all the things they have going on. Great, Jared. Thanks, man. For um, I know you had to reschedule some things to come on, brother. First of all, thank you uh, for making this happen today. I know you're extremely busy down there, brother. Awesome, awesome. So, um, Jared, we don't have his uh, we don't have his audio, Lou. Okay, Jared, you there? Can you hear me? Yes, we can hear you now. Thank you, man. Thanks for coming on, brother. I know you're extremely busy, and you had a big, uh, a um, you know, a huge meeting and, and some things going on. So, thanks for squeezing out a few minutes with us. Sure, man. Let me ask you a question. I mean, the topic. I mean, you're, you're a phenomenal salesperson, and obviously, you train uh, the sales guys down there as well. And um, what a great topic. I think it's going to pack out. I think that, um, you know, the, the topic of building a world-class sales team, maximizing retention, profits, and crushing the competition. I mean, that's in Grant's wheelhouse. That's that's what he does. And who better to bring this? Into? Yeah. You, you know, I mean, it, it there's, there's a lot. Of, you know, he and I were talking about this the other day when he was putting together the, the presentation. And. You know, there's so much focus now on technology and and how we can create more efficiencies in the business. But at the end of the day, you know, I mean, people people are the are the blood. It's the heartbeat of the of the organization. Mm -hmm. And you know, too often, too much attention gets put outside of the people. And so, I think this uh, presentation is really going to bring a lot of that focus back to you know what you can do to actually grow sales teams, you know, like I heard Lisa uh, on here before, and, you know, where, where she took a group that had never, you know, had sales experience before and was able to, to create a high-performing team out of them. You know, there's there's two ways you, you, you build a strong sales team. You either hire, you know, really strong salespeople or you have the ability to cultivate and grow them yourself. And unfortunately today, it's getting more and more difficult to hire people uh, that perform at a, at a at a high level. Mm -hmm. And so particularly with, with millennials coming into the market, you know, me being one, having a process and a system for making sure that we can bring people in to an organization, train them effectively, because truthfully, if you train somebody effectively, success will lead to retention. I mean, most, most people don't leave when they're winning, right? Mm -hmm. So, um, you know, Grant's going to go over some, some ways that you can actually uh, change the customer experience inside the dealership so that your your organization sets the culture for your customer, and then how you can go and create the culture for your store uh, by clearly communicating your culture and your vision, your goals to your staff, right? And and then really, what can you do and focus on to to develop top performing salespeople who who would never go anywhere, never would consider to go anywhere, you know? Um, and then, and then also how, how penalties and rewards can be used 
uh, and should be used because it's, you, you, you know, the way you motivate people now has, has changed a lot, particularly, I think it was like Matt was saying, you know, they're motivated by different things. Employees are motivated by different things these days. And, and um, carrot, the carrot doesn't always work and the stick doesn't always work. And, and sometimes the carrot doesn't mean money. Sometimes the carrot means acknowledgement and really understanding how you can get more out of people by motivating them the right way. Uh, are some of the things that Grant's going to be covering in the presentation. You know, Jared, uh, you've worked with dealers for for a long time, and you understand the dynamics that go on inside of dealerships. And let me ask you this question. And, and, you know, if dealers get a hold, I know there's a lot of dealers that are doing very well. Obviously, you have a lot of dealers that train on on your platform, and and they get get taught what the principles that you're speaking about. But imagine what would happen in the auto business, man, if dealerships – grabbed onto this concept of, and some are, but if all were able to really grab onto the concept of making their people first. I mean, you know, you've been in this business a while. You've watched it evolve. Think about what it would do to the sales, man, at dealerships. Think what would happen. I mean, you have a product, man, a a commodity everyone needs, right? I mean, it's a car. (laughs) No, and some of the, some of the most successful CEOs have said, you know, my number one job is to take care of my employees because if I take care of my employees and I create a culture and environment that they thrive in and they want to be a part of and they're engaged, then they're going to take care of the customers. So, um, you know, I very much agree with that. And I think that there's going to be more and more focus on training when, you know, the inevitable disruption continues in automotive. Um, you know, 10 years from now, who knows what the business is going to look like, what the sales model is going to look like. But I think that we're going to come to a place where salespeople have to learn new skills that traditional retail brick and mortar uh, companies haven't had to, to face before. I think you're going to see a lot more going out to customers. The customer, the consumer is going to continue to create separation and distance between themselves and the business. And, you know, dealers are going to be put in a position where they have to aggressively pursue business. And, you know, if you want to build a, a championship football team, the only way to get there is through training. And, and I think that, 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 that training will become more important as we move forward, not less important. Yeah, I think I was going to say, I think that's part of the problem is that we're in an age, and I don't, I don't have, attribute it to any one specific thing, but I think that there's, there's been a gap or a lack of salesmanship or the, really, the importance of training and bringing that up um, as of lately. So I think what you're saying is, yeah, it, not only is it evolving, but also where has been a gap where I think there's, there's, there's almost a generation of, of glorified order takers who haven't really learned and, and really uh, honed their craft as salespeople now are going to have to because of the competition, because of the, the ever evolving world that we're in. So I'm anxious to see what, um, what Grant has to say uh, on digital dealer and see how he addresses some of those things for sure. Sure. Yeah, you know, and it's, it's the business that we operate in. You guys are in the same business, David. You're out there, you're chasing deals every day. Um, you know, for, you know, you, you, and, you and I are probably a lot alike in the sense that, you know, more people are contacted by us looking, we contact more people looking for business than people contact us looking to do business with us. So, um, again, I think that you're going to see a, a migration over the next few years to that and more and more focus on, on, what can we do to be better on the phones? What can we do to, to, to take un- inexperienced people and bring them into a position uh, and get them up to speed in a short period of time? And, you know, we've got, we've got great experience here doing that in our office and with, you know, thousands of dealerships across the country. And, you know, everybody in our office, I'd say, on, on our sales team, I would, I would consider all millennials, uh, Gen Y. 
and they all perform at an extremely high level. And so I know Grant has a has a, a, a little trick up his sleeve. He's gonna he's gonna share with you guys some insights on some things that we've done in our office uh, awesome. to get the most out of out of relatively what people would say relatively inexperienced salespeople. Well, we're we're very excited, man, and and you know, again, it, it, I love it. And dealers, I can't emphasize enough. I mean, this is one you're going to want to to be at, not simply because it's it's Grant Cardone, but I think you're going to hear something if you listen and you read between the lines. Hear hear really between the lines how to build a world class sales team. And you heard Jared say it, and I think that's profound, Jared. That we're going to be entering into you know a season where a lot of the sales may go to that. And if you can get ahead of the curve on learning how to really prospect reach out and take business, not wait for business to come your direction. I mean, you're going to own what they call dealer row. You're going to own it. You're going to be the premier dealer, regardless of the make you sell. And I really feel that. I think that there's going to be Kia stores that aren't, you know, or, 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 you know, or Hyundai stores or what have you that are in markets that are outperforming some of the big ones that, that maybe should be the top performers if they can grab a hold of this. So extremely yep. excited, man. I know he's going to bring it. Yeah, yeah, we're we're really excited about it too. Grant loves the digital dealer event, and um, you, you know, people, man, it's it's all people. We're 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 uh, we're constantly tweaking and and modifying the way we use technology. But at the end of the day, you know, somebody's got to get on the other end of the line and get it. talk That's to right. somebody. If a dealer get right a deal now, done. if a dealer right now is watching for some reason hasn't bought your program, and if there's if there's one program that they need to call you about right now, and they can't wait to digital dealer, where do they what do they where do they need to go? www.cardoneondemand.com You heard it, cardoneondemand.com. Demand.com, 24-7 access to micro-learning. It's the best way to learn. It's video-based. People aren't reading books anymore. They can't stay focused for live training sessions. They need it bite-sized, how they're consuming information now. And we found a way to put 1,500 interactive lessons in a platform and deliver it to people 24-7 when they need it. Awesome. Jared, man, nice. thanks thanks for hanging out with us for a few minutes, man. Thanks for taking the time, brother. I really appreciate it. Absolutely, guys. Love your show. Thanks for having me on. Thank thanks, you. Brother. See you soon. Well, you heard it. There was a lot of a lot of stuff happening. I believe it, man. I believe that Grant's going to teach him how to build a world class sales team because you know what? If if a de- you know you know how it is, man. We we do. Jared's right. We call on dealers all the time. If that concept is taught to the auto industry and they become proactive like matt does with the power hour instead of reactive you're going to watch your watch sales revolutionize and your watch dealers just absolutely crush the market and they go hey what are you doing what are you doing what are you doing it's not going to be a marketing product they do it's going to be old-fashioned i just kicked you freaking your freaking misters i was watching a movie the other day and it was it was Bobby's on i was watching a movie the other day i can't remember it. i can't remember the name of it mm-hmm it was good. It was about like yeah, it was like a teenage, teenager rug, rugby like you know struggle type of movie, mm-hmm. and um, it's about a rugby coach. And apparently, a guy's like three hundred and forty six to nine, like it's his record. Like he's like one of the most he's successful. A beast. Uh, yeah, and he said he doesn't, he doesn't, he's not worried about a championship team. He's trying to build championship men or something to that mm-hmm. effect. So if you look at it from this perspective, you know we build championship salespeople. Mm-hmm. We have a championship sales team that can go out there and, and, and get it done. Absolutely. But that has to be done individually, and where that's where it's been lacking, I think, so much so in the, uh, in the industry at a whole. I agree. Whole. Are we ready to roll? Thumbs up. All right, so next up on Auto Deal Live. Listen, we're, we're still going. Give us a few more minutes here. We're running a couple minutes behind, but it's worth it. Um, we have uh, – we have Bobby Heron. She's on the show. Uh, she's a regular contributor here at Auto Dealer Live. She's a director of dealer marketing at Zemont Auto. And she's coming on, Eric Gale, who is the uh, president of Cardinale Auto Group. 
and uh, also Zemont. He is going to be speaking. Obviously, Bobby's going to be speaking as well at a, a workshop, and I want to get her to talk about that and invite you to it. But um, Eric, the president of the dealership group and company that Bobby is part of, is going to be speaking. I'm going to have to read this title because this is a humdinger. You said you're like flippity flop flop word over. This is a humdinger that you're going to get it right here. You're going to understand why I said that. Okay, listen to this. Discipline. Don't 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 get thrown off by the title because I'm going to tell you something right now. I was at Women in Automotive a couple weeks ago, and this guy brought the mail. All right, he painted the walls and then took the paint back off and then painted the walls again. All right. So discipline and math success metrics to build a fortress dealership. Measurements and mastery from the number two. Listen to this highest sales volume e-dealer in North America. That's Eric Gale. Uh, Bobby Heron, thanks for coming on. I know Eric's traveling today, and uh, you, uh, yeah. you're incredible. And uh, what does this mean? Okay, Eric Gale, you know what he's going to be talking <laughs> about. Give us a little insight to what he's going to be bringing at this uh, keynote um, on day one at Digital Dealer. Well, he's going to be bringing what we call polished badassery around our parts. <laughs> so, uh, <laughs> That's good. Um, Eric Gale is uh, not only is he an incredible leader, but he is uh, one to be known for accountability. Uh, through measurement, through coaching and training, and through building teams that really get it done. So what Eric's going to be talking about while we're at Digital Dealer is how do you first look at that team and assign what they should be doing? How do you measure the metrics once that's happening? And what kind of systems for accountability should you have in place, right? We we say we do things in our company like read a book every week together as a group to develop leadership skills. We do that every week, and we do it throughout our group of companies. We say if you implement just a few small things into your processes, the way that we have and the way that we tell our dealer clients to do, if you do those things, then here are the metrics that you can expect, and here's how you measure them. So Eric's going to come up and give some examples and some real-life situations that can really improve the ROI in a store without adding anything in terms of cost, but just knowing what you know and starting at start. So hmm. it's going to be a great session. Awesome. Well, we're looking very forward to it. And uh, we have a couple of minutes. I know you were coming on for just a few, and I appreciate you taking time again because yeah. Eric's traveling. But tell us about what you're talking about, and, and let's, get, let's get some invitations out to uh, have folks come and see you as well. Yeah. So what I'm going to be covering at Digital Dealer is, uh, I think my session is called Putting Dreams in Driveways, which is one of my favorite things to say, how to convert a lead into a sale mm. without increasing your spend and regardless of who handles digital traffic. So one of the key things that I've seen across the board for as long as I've been in the industry um, and even currently now is that we all have this heavy focus on bringing in opportunities. I hate the word leads. I use it sometimes to make a point or a statement because people relate to it. But when I think about a lead, I think about a task. I think about uh, somebody that's not really an opportunity for a sale. And we would never watch somebody come onto the lot, go out and shake their hand and say hello, and then go come back in and have the manager go, hey, what's up with that lead, right? Because it's a mindset. It's perception. And it starts from the top. So one of the things that I'm going to be covering is uh, looking at how do we really look at those consumers as opportunities. And once you have the opportunity, you spent thousands of dollars bringing them in, regardless of how you did it, this is the end result is to try to get them into the store to purchase a vehicle. And we spend absolutely not enough focus or attention on how to convert that traffic. Mm. Because we're a dealer-to-dealer -dealer company, we focus on both sides. Um, and our peer performance management, which is something I'm very passionate about, uh, is how we teach dealers how to do that. And so I'm going to come up in a session and give dealers four or five basic 
simple things that can be done that will increase engagement um, and that will allow the consumer to set you apart from other dealerships and give you a chance. It's all about the experience. And so it doesn't matter if you have a DDC, it doesn't matter if it's the salespeople handling it, the manager handling it, you've got a third-party program handling it, I don't care who's handling it. I'm going to show you how to make them stronger mm-hmm. and how to put more dreams in driveway. Outstanding. Well, I want to thank you for, thank you. for stopping by. I know you're working hard today, and I can't wait to, uh, yeah. to see that. Let me tell you, if, if, the, if the opening statement behind, behind putting dreams in driveways didn't get a dealer, I'm going to show you how to do it with little, you said, <laughs> or no money. And, and you know, I mean, yeah. I mean, listen, dealers, dealers want to find a real organic way to do it. So um, that's, that's outstanding. Right. Well, well, and it's uh, you know, I always like to I always like to tell dealers it's not everybody that isn't doing it right, or it's not everybody that doesn't have a great process down. But for so many of the dealers out there, they've spent a long time focused on process in store, mm-hmm. and now they've started learning over the last couple of years how to how to bring in those opportunities. Right, Kevin Fry is an amazing example of someone who teaches dealers how to really hold their vendors or their partners, as we prefer to call them, accountable. But there's not very many people out there, and not that there's none because there is, there's not very many people out there saying, here's the window in the middle. We've got two circles here. We've got uh, generation, which is bringing in traffic. We've got conversion, which is converting it on the floor. So where's that magic middle coming where they cross over and you turn one into the other? And that's what I specialize in for stores across the country, depending on what their setup is. You know, and you can come to this session and you can... Take away things that all you have to do is hold people accountable, start at start, and it's no longer uh, you don't know what you don't know. It's either a knowing problem or a doing problem. So once you've attended the session, the knowing problem will be gone. Outstanding. Well, thank you for joining thank us. You. Thanks for stopping by. And we can't wait to see you and Eric. Thanks for having us. All right. Thank you. Now we have a good weekend. Thanks, guys. You too. Out of here. Well, because you that one on <laughs> math. For me to, to 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 omit this because it's an important integral, and remember we talked about the sheep with the kerosene on his head. <laughs> it's Ram on fire. That's the next dub here. Ram on fire. Hey, after this, we're out, man. You guys watch this Ram on fire, and then we're gonna see you next week for okay. another episode of Auto Deal Live. Check this out, man, because this is hot, hot. No pun intended. Hot off the press. This just got to us yesterday, so this is fresh out the studios. God bless you. Good night. Hello, I'm Alan Ram, president and founder of Alan Ram's Proactive Training Solutions, and here's what's got me fired up today. Managers who spend too much time focused on the wrong thing. At every one of my two and a half day management by fire workshops, I ask managers to list what they feel are their primary responsibilities. One of the top answers I've gotten since the beginning of time is motivating my staff or a version of that. Here's my take on that. Years ago, I went to my sister's college graduation from Fredonia State University in Western New York. 
She probably thought that I was showing up to honor her achievement, but actually I was showing up because Marv Levy, the former coach of the Buffalo Bills, was the commencement speaker. He was fantastic, and I'm pretty sure I saw her get her degree, although I wasn't paying that much attention to that part. After he was done and everything was over, he was gracious enough to take pictures with people and sign autographs. As he was doing this, one of the people that was having his picture taken asked old Marv a question. There's always one in the group, right? He asked, I have 12 salespeople that report to me and my biggest challenge is keeping them motivated. What suggestions can you give me? Marv Levy stared this guy down to the point where it was a little uncomfortable and said, you're asking me how to motivate your employees? Let me ask you a better question. Why the hell are you hiring unmotivated people? If they're unmotivated, you shouldn't have hired them in the first place. Your job isn't to motivate anyone. You hire people that are already motivated and train them and provide them with a good working environment while being careful not to demotivate. If every day you find yourself having to motivate someone, you need to get rid of that person. That got me thinking about a salesperson I used to have named Dale. This is when I was a truck manager at the Nissan dealership in San Diego. This kid had all the tools. He looked good, he was funny, he dressed well, he was smart. The only problem was that if I didn't have my foot up his ass, he wouldn't do anything. I spent, check that, I wasted countless hours trying to motivate this kid who was completely unmotivated on his own. Hours I could have spent developing someone else. I should have just moved on from him. Like Marv Levy said, hire people that are already motivated. If someone's happy living in their parents' basement, riding the bus to work, and just having enough money to buy beer, cigarettes, and some medical marijuana on the weekends, I personally would not spend a minute trying to motivate that person. But Alan, finding people that are motivated is hard. Yeah, no kidding. It definitely can be. I didn't say it was easy. I just said to hire motivated people. I'm not of the school of thought that all millennials suck and don't want to work because that's not necessarily true. I have an office full of millennials that will run circles around your generation Xers. You just have to find the good ones. If you're fortunate enough to live in a military town, I would contact base separations to find out how you can connect with military members that are getting discharged. A lot of them would love to stay in town after they get out of the military, but unfortunately, they might not have anything lined up, so they end up going back to where they came from. When I was at the Nissan dealership, once a month, I used to run up to Camp Pendleton, base separations, and speak at separations briefings. I got some great people that way. These people, they love structure, they love training, and they will always be on time, if you're getting Marines anyway. If someone's faced down the Taliban in Afghanistan, they're not gonna be afraid to tell someone what their trade is actually worth. This is a great resource for finding hard-charging, motivated individuals. As with everything else, you'll get the best results when you think out of the box. Recruit people that provide you with fantastic service from outside the automotive industry. Train them the way you want them trained. In any event, quit hiring unmotivated people. If you don't quit hiring unmotivated people, you're gonna waste too much time trying to make chicken salad out of chicken <laughs> Hire motivated people, train them, and provide a good working environment is always going to be a great strategy. I hope that I've motivated you to quit trying to motivate the unmotivated. 
If you want more information on our two and a half day Management by Fire events, because they are awesome, please contact us at 866-996-4665. Thanks for letting me get that off my chest.